Before we hop in with our incredible guest here on the Championship Leadership Podcast, I wanted to talk a little bit real quick about my world class, Unleash the Leader Within Experience, a four-day experience that is built to give you momentum in life that will create the movement that will allow you to go out and accomplish goals and outcomes that you have felt like are mountains, like mountains that are almost impossible to overcome. Unleash the Leader Within, you go through this experience, all of the different modalities are strategically put in place to help you to become the person today that will allow you to become the person that you want to be tomorrow. All about creating a life that you love. And we do that in many different ways. We've had incredible results from hundreds of clients that have come through in the last four years that we've been running Unleash the Leader Within. And so if you want to create a new operating system for yourself, if you want to have a level of certainty that would have people respond to you at a much higher level as a leader, inside of your life and you want to go out and have results that like i said you thought at one point were insurmountable and you want to turn mountains into molehills inside of your life and create a life that is unrecognizable take what feels like the impossible and make it possible then go to www.natebailey.org forward slash ulw Let's go! In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. And marriage has never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey, baby Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. And we got Luke Nicholson with us today. What's up, Luke? How you doing? Good, man. How you doing? Really good. Um, championship Leadership. What comes to mind for you when you when you hear that? What does that mean to you? Uh, well, sports first. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, every time I think about championship, you know, or 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 even becoming a good, good leader, I, you know, when I when I was young, that's that's what I craved, you know. I, I guess I was typical typical sports jock guy. I guess you know, yep. yeah. And it teaches you teaches you a lot. I think sports teaches you a lot about becoming a leader and what that means, and you know, corralling people together and uh, working towards you know being champions. So uh, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Hundred um, percent. You a football guy? I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I played. Uh, I played in high school. Had a scholarship for for uh, for college and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, didn't didn't end up going. I actually ended up doing 
uh, serving a mission for my church, but, uh, okay. but yeah, loved it. Loved it. Uh, what school did you have a scholarship for? Well, uh, two really, uh, Idaho state. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a yeah, there you go. Pocatello. That's right. A bangle. <laughs> How old are a, you? I ended up playing with some guys from Idaho state. Oh really? Yeah. I graduated high school in 96. Yeah, okay. So. Yeah. It was right about that time. I graduated in 94, but okay. Yeah. These guys, I think would have been around that age. They two guys. So I went, well, I played all over the place, I guess, kind of, because <laughs> I went to junior college and I went to Shadron State oh, and wow. uh, we ended up getting two uh, transfer, three transfers, actually, from Idaho State uh, to to Shadron. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah. we, I, buddy, he played. He was a long snapper there. Okay. I played a little D end. And yeah. um, and then uh, when I got home, we both served our missions. We got home. He played some football. I, I went into uh, into my career. And so. Yeah. Kind of, you know, kind of regretted it a little bit, you know. Yeah. I, I always wanted to put, on, you know, strap down and put right, on the right. put on the gear, but uh, yeah, 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 it was great. Life, life takes us uh, sometimes in places we 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 uh, didn't necessarily <laughs> plan out for ourselves, right? Uh, that's right. That's right. What was, so Idaho State, I cut you off. What was the other one? Oh, and then uh, my high school uh, coach was a Montana State guy. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and they, they had a really good program. I, in fact, I uh, went on my recruit trip there and it's pretty funny. I was raised by a single mom. So my mom, you know, he, she came with me and she was the only mom, yeah. <laughs> really the only female in that whole room. And, and, yeah. uh, and me and mom, me and my mom were very close. And so, yeah. it, you know, it was kind of fun to share that moment with her, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I liked the school. It was great. And, and yeah. it was always kind of a dream. Yeah, well, if I remember player. right, that's around that time they had a pretty decent program. They had too, a great, so. yeah, they had a great yeah. program. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, very cool. What uh why don't you tell us a little bit more about your story then? You know, maybe uh, you know, that journey and that path that that took you to where you are today and what you're up to today. Yeah, absolutely. And and by the way, thanks for having me on. This is great. Yeah, um, of course. You know, it's it's always you're right. Life, life takes you in different directions. And, you know, you, you think you've got things planned out, mapped out, not yeah. about you, but you know, they never turn out that way. No, not really. <laughs> you That's know, funny. and I was, I'm from a small town in Idaho, um, you know, 3,700 people. I, my graduating okay. class was 69 and, you know, yeah. it's, uh, I, I never dreamed of, of being in a big city. And, you know, I was always as a country, country boy, if you will, yeah. And, yeah. and worked on the farm and, me too. Um, yeah, right on, you know, and, and as, as I, you know, graduated and, you know, went on to my mission and came back, certainly had a little bit of college in me, came back and then I got started at a, in my career, um, in outside sales. I figured I was a pretty good outside salesman and it could talk yeah. to people, enjoyed it, you know, and, and, uh, so I did that for, for about 17 and a half, 18 years, Okay, you know, and then, wow. Of course, got married, had a couple of kids, a couple of three kids, and and I did the whole dad thing, you know, coaching. I love to coach, and I served uh, uh, in my community, served in my church, uh, at different various callings and things of that nature. All all really geared towards um, the youth, you know. I was a, kind of what you would call a scout master, and then I was an activities okay. uh, guy, and and uh, and it was in 2012 was kind of a unique time for me, um, both both. Uh, uh, in, in my, in my religious life, if you will, as well as my business and, and professional and personal life, you know, and I don't know when you hit that 34, 35 age, people call it a mid- midlife crisis, right? I, I, for me, it was, uh, 
I just kind of looked at myself going, okay, you know, am I, am I going down the path that I'm supposed to, I, you know, I had a good job. I was making good money and I had, you know, I was, I was actually going to be buying the business with my brother and, and uh, you know, the, the, the whole career path was laid out, Yeah, but I just didn't really feel super fulfilled. You know, I, yeah. I think there was this, there's, there was a pit in my stomach, both um, on, on a faith basis, as well as my, my personal life. Um, uh-huh. And, and then professional life, uh, I just didn't really feel like I was, I was where I was supposed to be. And, uh, and the time I was serving at what was called a young men's president, basically it's a, uh, uh, it's a leader over the youth, the, the men, the young men of the, of the congregation. Yeah. And, um, and we found out through the grapevine, if you will, that there was a family in our small, small community that um, had kids sleeping on the floor. And I'd never really heard of that before. I never really yeah. realized that was an issue. Um, and of course, you know, I said, "Well, we I, I, we'll take care of that." You know, I'll take the I'll take my Boy Scouts here, and we'll we'll uh, we'll figure it out. And and what was really fun was to see not only these kids as we started um, planning and and preparing how how much they got into it. You know, and it's really hard nowadays to get 12, 13, 14 year old, well, any teenage boy out from behind a screen and, yeah, and really, you know. you know, focus on something that's maybe not themselves. Um, and, and, and I really was excited about getting an Xbox controller out of their hands, you know, and then, and, and teaching them something. I, I, I mean, I'd never built furniture before in my life, but I thought, you know, here's a great, great opportunity to teach these kids. Let's, let's build something together. Right. And yeah. when we started it, I mean, it was around Christmas time it was you know, cold outside. So it was in my garage. Um, and we had the best time. I mean, these kids for three, four nights building this bunk bed that I was kind of designing, uh, uh, patterning, patterning after my, um, my own daughter's bunk bed. And, uh, they had such a good time. I just, that blew me away. Um, and when they were done, uh, of course we delivered it to the family. I, I didn't unfortunately get to go. I was back cleaning my garage, <laughs> but <laughs> the kids took their parents and, you know, the next day they just went off on what an amazing experience it was, you know, seeing these kids' face and the, the yeah. family, how they were excited. And, you know, I, I kind of felt cheated a little. I wanted to, you know, I heard yeah, put this right, effort sure. in and, and I enjoyed it, but I wanted to see it for myself. And and I remember, you know, Ned, I was sitting on the couch and I think we all experienced this. I call it tiny moments. Um, I think we all experience these moments where you're, you're sitting on the couch and you're, you don't, you know, there's just something wrong. You don't know what it is. There's you can't complain about anything. I had a great job, great family, great you know, great position in life, and and uh, I just didn't feel there was just something missing. And and I remember, well, my kids number one were kind of complaining about the presents they weren't going to get. Right, you know, yeah. we're not getting another Xbox. We're not going to yeah. you know get dirt bikes and stuff like that. I can't afford that. But yeah, and and and, and it just was piggybacked on this you know this week before this great experience of you know, building a bed for a child that didn't have one, you know, I wanted my kids to feel the joy of giving, feel, you know, the, the, the appreciation of what they had. And, uh, and meanwhile, it just, that, that experience really filled me. Um, I couldn't even tell you why it just, I just felt drawn to, to, uh, to do that it made me feel good. Um, and so I just got up off the couch and walked out in the garage and, uh, no, my, my family's like, where, where are you going? <laughs> I said, I got leftover wood. I'm going to build another bed and you're going to come with, help me. And, uh, for, so for that week, yeah, me and the kids, we, we built this, this other bed, um, oh, wow. this other bunk bed. And it was a great experience. Of course, my kids 
you know, reacted the same way that the scouts did. And, um, but we were left with, what do you do with this bed? I, I, I didn't know any kids in the community yeah. that weren't sleeping on the floor, Yeah, you know, and I, um, it was recommended that maybe I throw it on Facebook, one of these, you know, buy, sell, trade. Sure. You know, yeah. Yeah. Deals. So I threw it on there fully expecting that I'd get every Tom, Dick and Harry wanting a free bed. And, you know, yeah. but what was, what was really amazing was to hear the stories, not only of people that wanted to help, wanted to give back, wanted to be a part of it. That's a great idea. Can I come help? Blah, blah, blah. But also the stories of, well, I know this family, they've got three kids that are sleeping on the floor. Some of these kids yeah. haven't you wow. know, slept in a bed. I'm, I'm like, oh, you gotta, you gotta be kidding me. Right. Yeah, wow. So we finally, uh, we, a friend of mine, uh, was working with this family that had a six-year-old daughter who uh, who never slept in a bed. She, or at least never had a bed of her own. She was yeah. she slept in the backseat of her mom's car. And they they just got a house, um, came out of homelessness. And so we were pretty eager and excited to deliver this bed to this to this um, family. And when I when I walked into the house, um, I mean you can imagine it's you know it, they just came out of homelessness, so there was nothing. They didn't have yeah, anything right. in the house. Sure. Um, but this little six-year-old girl, um, I call her Haley, she uh, she pulled me into her back room to show me this. She was so excited to show me this room she had. Um, and, I mean, the only thing in the room was this pile of clothes in the corner. Yeah. And, and that's what she slept on. Wow. And um, so we were really excited to bring this bed to this to this child and to Haley. And, you know, when we did and we started putting it together, you could see her kind of start realizing what it was. You know, we started bringing the mattresses in and... You know, she just she just started just jumping up all over the place. She was super super excited, you know, hugging and kissing the bed, hugging us, you know. And then I look over to the to the mom, who's just crying. I mean, um, yeah, I, I could see six years of struggle of you know trying to provide for her daughter a good night's sleep. But you know, unfortunately, that's just not in the cards for yeah over three percent of the population. Really, wow, is what it is. And so. Um, that right there, Nate. I just said, you know what? College football on Saturday afternoon, or yeah, <laughs> you no, know, yeah. or right. fishing in the evening. It just didn't have the same luster as it did before. Yeah. And because I remember, I looked over my friend. I said, you know, for the couple of hours that me and my family did, you know, built that, you know, throughout the week last week, this was well worth our time. Oh man! And uh, I, I had no idea how bad child bedlessness really is because it's so unknown. Um, yeah. And the more, the more we unravel yeah, I that. I don't really talk about it either. Right. They're embarrassed. Oh, they're way embarrassed. Yeah. yeah. In, in fact, you know, it's really, it's amazing. When I really started peeling this onion back, you know, I learned from other organizations, you know, whether they're transiting homelessness or foster kids or, or CPS or whatever, um, providing a, a bed for a child is one of the most hardest or difficult uh, piece of furniture to find or to get donated. And I didn't, I, I mean, that, yeah. that blew me away. Really? Like, really? Yeah. And so I just said, you know, no kid is going to sleep on the floor in my town if I had anything to do with it. And uh, so Beautiful. that's, that's how we started. Awesome. And so that's, that's what you guys are. You turn that into a business essentially. Well, yeah. So, you know, we, it was really just, it was my family at first, the first year, just my family I had a lot of friends come and help, you know, we used our Christmas budget to do it. And then the next year, my buddy came down from Boise a couple hours away and he's like, Hey, let's do this up in Boise. And I'm like, great. Okay. So we did what we called a build in Twin Falls and then drove up to Boise and did a build up there. And he did the same thing I did. And of course we're financing it all. And then 
the third year came around and people are like, hey, if you're a nonprofit, we can help you finance this, blah, blah, blah. So you got to be a 501c3. And I didn't know what those numbers meant. <laughs> <Sure. Yeah. laughs> what? You know, I was like, okay, well, whatever. Uh, and of course, we applied and became a, uh, an actual active 501c3 in, in uh, November of 2014. And so from then, you know, we just, it was never, ever, Nate, going to be this big thing. You yeah. know, I, in fact, I, I kind of cringe when, whenever I donate to a, a big nonprofit, because yeah, just didn't, never knew where the money went or how well yeah, it was spent sure. and stuff like that. So when we started this, me and my friend Jordan Allen, we, you know, I, I really wanted to make sure that it was very transparent, it was very clear. And wherever you spent or, or rather donated your money or, or your time, it stayed in that community. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's what we did. We we started a nonprofit and then some people started hearing about it. Some friends started hearing about it in other towns or other states. They wanted to do it there too. So we trained them how to do that. And all of a sudden we had six, seven, eight chapters, we called them spread out through the country in four or five different states. Um, and then in 2018, this little guy named Mike Rowe, <laughs> yeah. we all love Mike Rowe. He, yeah. Uh, he, he was doing this um, Facebook watch series called Returning the Favor. If, you've, if you haven't seen it, they did 100 episodes. Okay. Like okay. I think four, four seasons. We were season two, episode nine. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, we were viewed by like 10 million people and that blew it up. We went from nine chapters to right now, we, we just finished training last week. We train about every quarter and uh, we're at 346 trained chapter presence now. And wow. we operate in four different countries. So we're- wow. We really blew up. Yeah. Take a quick pause here inside of this incredible interview that you are listening to, to let you know about my 100 mile mindset audio book. If you would like a copy for free, you just have to send me a quick email at nate at coach or you could send me a private message. I'm all over the place on social media at coach Nate Bailey, Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Twitter. You can even find me on the new social media app out there threads through Instagram. But if you would like the free 100 mile mindset, so you could create a 100 mile mindset for yourself based on my experiences, my lessons learned from being an ultra marathon runner, shoot me a message. I'll, I'll send it to you for free. Amazing. So what's in, what's the name for the listener? Oh, so it's called sleep in heavenly peace. You know, our website is shpbeds.org. So you can go check us out there. It's funny. I, I ran into, uh, <laughs> I'd never heard this before until I ran into Rob Schneider. I'm in a, I'm in a, uh, an airport, like one of the airport lounges in Salt Lake. And I look over yeah. and I told my wife, I'm like, I think that's Rob Schneider over there. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, no. And I'm like, I'm serious. Then you hear him talk and I'm like, oh yeah, that's Rob Schneider. That's him. <laughs> and so I just went over, you know, uh, just said hi to him. Super nice guy. I mean, he was just amazing. He came over and uh, we sat and talked sleeping Emily peace for a while. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to help you guys out, whatever I can do. And so we kind of text back and forth. And I remember Very he cool. sent, he sent me a text going, you know, the first thing I'd probably say is you're, you're, uh, the name of your organization sounds like a funeral home. <laughs> yeah, maybe it does. <laughs> I could see how you could. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, funny. we we originally I originally called it Beds for Babes, but that's not a very good uh, yeah, Google yeah, search. Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, no doubt. Yeah. yeah, no, it's been oh, good. Man. You know, it was around Christmas time, so you know, Silent Night is a is a is a one of my favorite songs. It's an all time you know classic. Yeah. And, 
Oh yeah. And it's really emanated what we wanted the, the, the family and the children to feel is, you know, um, having a good night, a good night's sleep. And, yeah. you know, and that's, and we realized as we, we started doing more of this and seeing the effects of poor sleep um, and not just poor sleep, you know, uh, what the effects have on children. Um, oh, I mean, it's behavioral issues. Um, school, my, my, oh probably. yeah. School, right. uh, uh, relationships, family unity. There's, you know, a lot, of, a lot of these kids sleep with their, you know, four or five to a bed or they're sleeping with their parents and, you know, there's some attachment issues. I mean, there's just a gambit of all these issues when a child doesn't have number one, a good night's sleep and number two, their own bed to sleep in. Um, yeah. Right. And so when we started seeing these issues and, and, uh, and, and we're still just at the cusp of understanding really what the effects are. Um, and we're, we're working with other organizations like uh, Pure Z and Procter and Gamble and, and their line, their sleep aids for children's, um, you know, sleeping uh, habits. Yeah. We're working with them to try to find more research on what really um, is the benefits um, and, and the downsides rather of not having a good night's sleep. And it, it's, it's remarkable. And, and it's a, wow. it's a, a need that no one knows even exists out there, you know? So yeah. we feel like we're really trying to tackle something that's new, you know, that's and, un, and unknown. So this is, so that, so it turned from that to like, this is a full blown, like what you guys are doing and, and building and growing. Right. Oh yeah. We, we build 50,000 beds a year. Wow. Um, we've already, we've, we've surpassed our 150,000 beds really. And that started really ramping up just a couple of three years ago. You yeah. know, last year we did 42 this year, our goal is 50. And we, we just keep bringing more and more chapters on. And, and what I found Nate was, you know, this is a community issue and yeah. we could have, we could have just built beds in our garage and shipped them out. But sure. really we solved two problems. We solve obviously child bedlessness by providing beds for kids. But we feel like we solve a, a community issue, and that's there. Are, there are millions of great people out there they, that want to give back. They want to help. They want to make a difference. They just don't know how, you know. And providing a bed for a kid is something that strikes home for a lot of people. Um, and so we feel like if we just provided an avenue for them to do that, you know, provide an avenue, teach them how to do it. They don't have to go through the the monkey motion of you know getting IRS approval and all this jazz. If, if we can just provide a platform for people to build beds and deliver beds in their own community, that's how this is going to get solved. And, yeah. and, and it, it worked. I mean, that's incredible. What's, yeah. what's crazy is none of these chapter presents we have are paid. They're just, yeah, you know, yeah. they're just yeah, doing yeah, it out right. of the kindness yeah. of their own heart, working, you know, working 30 hours a week on this sometimes. Sure. And um, it's just, it's amazing. There's just amazing people out there yeah. and, and they're solving the problem yeah. in their own communities. What's the process for somebody that wants to start a chapter that's listening is like, man, this is awesome. How do I become a part of that? Oh, we'd love it. So it's very simple. You know, you go to our website, shpbeds.org, and there's there's a, a tab called start a chapter. And when you click on it, you'll learn a little bit more about what that is. You know, our ultimate goal when someone wants to start a chapter is really trying to help them understand what they get into. Right. And we have people yeah. that are retired to people that have full time jobs. Um and, and we, we encourage people, look, you know, we, we, you can't do this yourself. You want to get sure. a group of people to come and be a part of this. Um, you know, many hands make like, like work. Right. Um, and that's important to spread that out. Um, but if they go to that, they, they can click on that. They fill out a little bit of information and then they're sent a, 
a webinar, if you will. They watch the webinar that's about a 50,000 foot view of, of what a chapter president does and how we operate. Um, and then, then they send them, we send them a little um, application, basically just lets people understand like, some of the questions they'll, they'll are in there. So they, they know what they might be getting into things that they'll, what are their good, what their, their strengths and their weaknesses are. And then they're invited to an actual webinar um, or a zoom meeting with um, what's called a regional support lead. So we have the, we have the country split up in nine regions. We have nine RSLs or regional support leads and they, they answer questions, you know, live questions at that point. And then if you're still wanting to move forward, then we fly you out to, uh, to Lehigh, Utah, where our training center is right now. Okay. Um, and yeah, we train you up. That's incredible. I love it. Yeah, it's super, it's super fun. And, and, you know, we're sponsored by Lowe's. They're our number one sponsor um, and, and many other uh, individual community sponsors as well, but they help us um, get people on board with, the tools that they need, the, you know, that okay. first, that first training build that they have. And yeah. once that happens, then, then people just take off. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Yeah, man. That's, I love it. Love hearing stories <laughs> like that. Um, so I know you talked a lot about like your mission and, and serving the church. Is that still a big part of, is that a big part of this organization? Not at all. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're not a faith-based nonprofit. Okay. Um, I didn't want to, um, I think it's important to, to, to realize we're all humans out here and whatever brings you to, you know, whatever you're going to do, whether it's helping beds, uh, kids with, without beds or dogs or ocean or, you know, yeah. whatever brings you to that is, is, is great. Um, and it's a personal thing. Um, but when, when it comes to sleeping of the peace, what we wanted to provide is just a very clear opportunity for anybody, um, to feel like they can make a difference whether you have a religious background or not. Um, and really it's, it's more about humans helping humans. It's more about us coming together as, as a community and us coming together as human beings for crying out loud, just to yeah. make, make life better for us, for the kids that we're, we're trying to bring up in this world to bring communities together, to realize that, you know, this is how it's going to happen. And this is, this is the best way it's going to happen yeah. is doing yeah. it together. And, so uh, yeah, so we're we're just a, we're non non faith based. Gotcha. We yeah. got a lot of people that are, that are obviously very religious in the organization, but sure, um, yeah, very cool. What um what's the what's the vision for you guys? I always like ask this question because I you know tying back into leadership, I think great yeah. leaders, championship leaders have incredible visions. So yeah, what's the vision and the impact you're looking to make ultimately? You know, five ten years from now. Absolutely. You know, it's, I get that question quite a bit. <laughs> the funny thing is, you know, oh my gosh, yeah. 10 years ago, I would have said, Hey, I'm, I'm just glad I'm building, yeah, you know, oh, yeah. building in my garage on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. you know? But our, our ultimate goal is to provide this avenue for anybody across, across the world. We're, we're already in four different countries. We're trying to find a way and develop a way to, to, to transition this platform into other countries. My goal or my, well, my responsibility is shifting a little bit. I've, I've always been kind of the manager, the executive director of, you know, uh, you know, just bringing this, this beast up to a stable uh, managed um, organization. And, and now I'm actually stepping more into a founder role, which is, which is exactly what you said, you know, uh, yeah. the, the far thinking yeah. um, both, both with sponsorships and things of that nature, but trying to reach, uh, and provide that that or open those gates to to how can we expand this? I mean, there's 
the, the it's roughly greater than I should say three percent of the total population. So there's seven eight million kids in the United States right now, just the United States that don't have beds, um, and that number keeps growing. Yeah. So you know when we're only doing fifty thousand a year, and we're the largest bed building charity in the world. The, the only other yeah. one I know, of, well, I know a few of them now, but but uh, you know they only build maybe a thousand. So, so all of us combined aren't even scratching the surface of really sure. what the problem is. Yeah. And so we, we're just constantly trying to find more people in other in communities that we don't have chapters in, or yeah. those people that are wanting to help to find the chapter closer to them, you know, and you yeah, can go right. to our website um, again, shpbeds.org. And there's a find a chapter and you can, you can find the, the, the chapter closest to you and help out. They, they, they would love the help, you know, yeah. it goes along, yeah. it goes a long way. Well, here's a question I, I usually ask, but I, you know, I'm just thinking inside of this journey with SHP beds. Um, you know, I imagine it hasn't always been roses, right? So, like, <laughs> is there a critical moment for you, maybe inside of this journey where you know you're like, you got to either go left or right, and you're trying to figure out which way? Obviously, you did choose the way, the path that you had, which has you guys where you're at today and on the trajectory that you're going, but you know, if, if you chose definitely could be in a, you know, could be a very different look and feel to what you guys are up to. No question. You know, we, back in 2017, I mean, I was still fully employed. I was, Mm -hmm. you know, taking over this company and, and, you know, my, my career and financial future was, was pretty much set. Um, Yeah. But again, I, I faced this hole in my in yeah. my heart, and I and my employer knew I was doing sleep in heavenly peace, you know, on the side, and but it just got bigger and bigger, you know, and and a lot of my time now was, especially my spare time, obviously was focused on sleep in heavenly peace, and and it got to the point where you know my employer finally said, okay, look, <laughs> you gotta you gotta choose here, you know, we gotta we can't we can't, and and I totally agreed with them, we can't. You know, have you your focus somewhere else when we need to yeah. run this company and so forth and so on. And, and I was executive vice president of uh, sales and marketing. And so, yeah. you know, I had a really key role. And and the funny thing was, Nate, um, it sounds, I mean, to quit your job with no other job in line <laughs> is, you know, financial suicide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <know>? right. Um, <laughs> not recommended. Yeah, Not recommended. But yeah. you know what? It was the hardest, but the easiest Sure. Uh, a yeah. decision I had to make. And, yeah. you know, I, I just knew whatever it was, I, I'd land on my feet, finding a job somewhere. Um, but I, I could not, I just could not give up sleep and deadly peace. I, I would, if I had done that, I mean, even if it didn't go anywhere, I would have, I would have my whole life just would have regretted it. You know, I, and I didn't play fo- college football like I could have. There's yeah. all these little, yeah, little yeah. regrets. And that was the one that I just couldn't put down. And yeah. in fact, there was a time, in that in that 2017, where I said, okay, I told my employer, okay, I'm going to back off. And I told my friends, hey, look, I got to really back off. You guys are going to have to take the reins of this. That lasted like three days. <laughs> and then I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's it was a big leap of faith. Um, but boy, it uh, it sure paid off. You know, and and I think and I tell people, I gave a I gave a TED talk on tiny moments and passion and purpose. And I, I believe anyways, that that really was the, the turning point was understanding and realizing, you know what, measuring success in my life used to be how many zeros behind my paycheck, you know, and unfortunately that is a lot of people's views Mm -hmm. when really, you know, success is, 
is what you're passionate about and what and and what comes of your passion you know yeah. um if you like to make music go make music you know if you like to dance go dance you know wh- whatever it is if that's your passion then you can walk away from this life knowing that you did what you love to do uh and and that's not making money for per se it's yeah. it's um it's really your passion and and this i had no idea that that building a bed for a child was going to turn into a passion of mine that like that it has. But when it did, yeah. it was, it was, it was game over for me. I, yeah, I knew what I was going to do. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, that's kind of how it usually happens, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, sure. I love it. Sure. Beautiful story. Well, um, as we start to wrap this up, if, you know, if there's one or two things you could sh- share for the listener that if they were to implement today would help move their life forward today, uh, what would that be? You know, react on those tiny moments. Like I said, I I gave a talk on, on, we all have those. We, we, whether we're sitting on the couch or sitting watching a movie or, or maybe at work or whatnot, you get these little tiny specks of inspiration. And sometimes you you act on them and they might not come of much, but the ones that you don't, you never know. And I, I, I just sit, look, look back in 2012, sitting on that couch going, you know what, if I didn't get off the couch, where would I be now? Um, and so I, I just didn't, I just want to encourage those people out there that feel like there, there's more that they can provide. There's more that they can do. There is, there is. Mm-hmm. And when you feel that, and when you sense that, don't be afraid. Just get up and do it. You yeah. know, go go and do. You know, we had a chapter president on our podcast, Humans Helping Humans. He he said, you know what? I don't care what it is. Just go do something, um, because that something will turn into something else, which will turn into something else. And then you're going to find what you, what you're truly passionate about. Yeah. Amen. Love it. Beautiful. All right. Well, um, what, what's the main way? I know we've, the, the website again is H S H P beds.org. Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. Go there, yeah. check us out. You can, you can donate, you can donate directly to any chapter that you want your money to go. You can pick that. You can find a chapter to be involved with. If there's no chapter close by and this, this awesome. rings your bell, you know, uh, we'd love to have you as chapter president and come on our family and, and help, you know, more and more kids, uh, find beds to sleep in. Yeah. How about yourself? Are you active in social media or anything? Oh yeah. Yeah. We have all sorts of handles. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Sleeping heavily peace is on every platform and, okay. and every, every one of our chapters has a, has a, a Facebook page. Really Facebook has been, that was the driving force and yeah. it, it continues right. to be the driving force for a lot of our marketing um, but we're we're reaching to more corners of the social media area and platform to reach different demographics that uh, we hope that inspire them as well, you know, to yeah, right. to do something. So, yeah, well, this has been amazing, Luke. Thank you so much for the time. You know, for the listeners, stay right here. If you've enjoyed this conversation, we got more to more to come for you. Uh, but uh, thanks again, Luke. Uh, My pleasure. Conversation. Have Thank you for having day. me. No doubt you enjoyed that incredible episode of the Championship Leadership Podcast, as always. And this is, again, just a a gentle nudge and reminder to go check us out at natebailey.org forward slash ULW if you want to transform your life to one that you love, to go out and accomplish things in your life that you've been thinking and dreaming about and, and just have maybe felt that it wasn't even possible at some point. If that is you and you want to take your life to the next level, go again, natebailey.org forward slash UOW. Let's have a conversation and let's change your life for the better. Let's go.
in 05 and 06 I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home I miss my life, miss my wife for 15 months she was all alone But when I got back I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be so I invested in myself I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years a marriage has never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey, baby